y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Built With Beck, your health and fitness podcast. I'm looking forward to this week's episode because it's a little mini episode, a little taste, not the full usual 30 to 45 minute episodes. We're going to keep this one short and sweet and to the point. Even though this is going to be a shorter episode, I'm not skimping out on the practical tips and takeaways that you can put in place. That's actually the entire purpose of this episode. So this episode, we're going to go rapid fire through the five seemingly non-fitnessy things that I started doing that made the largest impact in my health and fitness journey. So when I say non-fitnessy things, you'll notice that through this list, I'm not talking about macros. I'm not talking about the type of lifts that I'm doing. I'm not talking about the usual kind of like higher ticket items that people think of when we hear health and fitness goals. I'm talking about some different lifestyle choices that I've made consistently that have drastically changed not just my health and fitness journey, but also the way that I feel about my health and fitness journey. So with that, let's get on into it. Starting with number one, spending more time outside. So let me outline some benefits of spending more time outside, and then I'll kind of illustrate how I've been doing that and how that's impacted my health and fitness. So benefits of spending more time outside. Well, as a blanket statement, if we're spending more time outside, I'm willing to bet that part of that will be active. So whether you're walking, you're running, you're taking your dog out, playing with your kids outside, generally spending more time outside is going to be an activity promoting kind of lifestyle choice. Um, And so we know that that can be helpful, right? Getting more movement in for your cardiovascular health. It can be helpful for your health and fitness goals in general. It can be beneficial for your physique goals. But aside from that, spending more time outside, specifically hours in the morning, um, is also associated with improved sleep quality. So if you aren't familiar with this idea, I would definitely encourage you to scroll way back, check out my episode on sleep. But one of the best things you can do to improve your sleep quality, as well as just your overall circadian rhythm and sleep schedule, is to get early sunlight exposure within one to two hours of waking. And so that is something that I've implemented pretty consistently over the past couple of years that has drastically improved my sleep quality, which we know directly impacts your health and fitness. Aside from that, we also know that getting moving is great for for anxiety and feelings of depression and overall just for improving your mood in general. Getting those endorphins going is a super positive thing you can do for your health and fitness. We also know, though, that if we're getting more active outside, that's a great way to increase your non-exercise movement or even just your exercise-based movement. So getting more active, moving a bit more, again, is going to do nothing but promote your health and fitness goals. My favorite way to get outside is to go for an early morning walk. This is something that I implemented a few years ago when I was in school. I would make a point to wake up every morning a little bit early and get outside and go for a walk especially once I had started learning about the endless benefits of getting early sun exposure, getting early movement in the day, um, I really worked on making this a habit for myself. And so for me, I know that I am most likely to get in some movement, get outside, go for a walk if I put it the first part of my day, right? If I make that my morning goal, I knock it out of the way, and then I'm able to get to work for the day or social or whatever I have going on that day, usually getting it done first is the best way to guarantee that it will actually get done. So for me, morning walks are one of the best ways that I can spend more time outside, start my day on a positive note, and kind of check that goal moving forward. Number two, eating more whole foods. 
Now, I'm not talking about Whole Foods, the grocery store, okay? But I am talking about whole nutrient-dense foods, less sugar-free, fat-free, this, that, and the other, less ultra-processed foods, and more whole foods. I'm talking fruits, I'm talking veggies, I'm talking lean proteins, and things of that nature. Eating minimal ultra-processed foods, so ultra-processed will be things like cookies, chips, um, what we generally think of as like fast food or bad food or, you know, cheat food. That's typically going to be your ultra-processed food. And I'm telling you, I've been there before with trying to fit the most fun foods as possible into my macros while still reaching my body goals. And the issue here is I was thinking less about the nutrient quality of my food. I was thinking less about food as supporting my health. And I was thinking about food as like a means to reach my goal body. And so with that very warped understanding of nutrition for a little while there, I definitely did not take as much advantage of feeding my body high quality food. And when I made that shift and I started to really prioritize whole foods in my diet, eating fruits and veggies at every meal, having minimally ultra processed foods during my day and really only having like a little bit of a sweet treat at the end of the night or something as opposed to trying to make every meal feel super indulgent while saving all of the calories. I noticed a huge difference in how I feel like in my physical biofeedback. I noticed huge improvements in my digestion, improvements in my sleep quality, drastic improvements in my hair, my skin, my nails. And so when we look at food as a means to achieve our goal body, I promise you're going to be missing the mark. Instead, understanding that when we feed our body nutrients, our body puts them to work. Okay, so just some examples. Nutrient-dense foods are going to impact your digestion, right? Like I mentioned, I have IBS and I are like I struggled with stomach issues for years. Had tons of different tests run trying to figure out is it linked to one particular food or a food group? Is it all due to stress? And I'm telling you, nothing has improved my digestion more than prioritizing whole foods in my diet. So nutrient-dense foods, again, are going to impact digestion. They're going to impact your recovery as far as building muscle goes, soreness, things like that. Improve your hair, skin, nails. Nutrient-dense foods impact muscle building. They even impact your mood, your fatigue, your mental clarity, the nutrient uptake of your gut. So like how um, absorbent is your gut to these nutrients, which means it's going to impact your gut health. Nutrient-dense foods impact immunity and your immune system in general, all of it. All of these factors as well compound and play obviously a direct role in your health, but also a role in your physique. So I'm not just saying, oh, I used to care about how food impacted my body and now I don't care. I'm actually saying I care most how my food is serving my physical health and wellness, and I still care how my food is impacting my physique goals. I know now, since this is literally my job and through, you know, going through certifications and continuing education with nutrition, I know how important all of these factors are when it comes to achieving that physique goal that you might be working towards in the gym. Aside from the physical benefits, though, of prioritizing whole foods, 
Prioritizing whole foods has also made nutrition so much simpler for me. It really helped things click. It helped me understand what I truly need to be healthy. With that, it made tracking macros easier. It made intuitive eating or mindful eating easier for me because I'm eating simpler, more nutrient-dense foods. My biofeedback is better. My hunger and my fullness are more regulated. All across the board, I feel better. And I am healthier. And a large factor of that is eating nutrient-dense foods. Number three, I've shifted away from exercising to change the way my body looks and instead exercise to see what my body can do. This might just sound like a little mental shift, a little mindset, woo-woo kind of work. But hear me out. Exercising to see what your body is capable of as opposed to just what your body looks like, will change the game of exercise for you. Number one, it made me exercise more frequently because I was actually enjoying seeing changes. There's more instant gratification when you're trying to set personal records in the gym. There's more instant gratification when you have performance-based goals. There's more instant gratification when you go into a workout just wanting to do well in the workout. If you go into every workout and you're just waiting for your body to change, uh, okay, that's like watching grass grow. Actually, watching grass go would probably be a faster process. It'd probably be more instantly gratifying than waiting for your body to change before your eyes. So first off, my frequency of exercise increased when I started looking at how my body can perform. But so did my like enjoyment of exercise. It was no longer viewed as some kind of punishment for how my body looked. It wasn't always like trying to change something and just like spinning my wheels after that. It was about setting performance-based goals, achieving them, just wanting to show up for myself, push myself, that really gratifying feeling of having just pushed through a really difficult workout. Um, I promise it made exercise so much more fun for me. It also, though, made exercise more efficient. And here's what I mean by that. We know that if we want to build muscle, if we want to change the way our body looks, if we want to grow our glutes, build our shoulders, make our arms look, you know, toned or muscular, whatever you're after, we know that you have to be progressively overloading or basically pushing yourself to accomplish more in each training session, right? You need to be consistently doing more, whether that be more more weight, more reps, more sets, less rest, whatever that looks like, we know progressive overload is important, right? To build muscle. So when I started exercising to see what my body can do, progressive overload was just a natural part of the process. If I know I hit X weight in my leg press last week and I'm showing up to the gym to see what my body can do, I'm naturally just going to try and lift more than I did the week before. But if I show up to the gym and I'm not really paying attention to how much I lifted last week or how much I lifted this week, I'm just looking at my legs in the mirror to see if they've changed, I'm less likely to truly push myself in the gym, which means I'm less likely to actually see the changes in the gym. Do you know what I'm saying? So really shifting that understanding of I am working out right now, I'm exercising to see what my body's capable of and maybe push past that capability as opposed to I'm working out to change the way my arms look in a tank top, it's going to make exercise far more enjoyable for you, which means you are far more likely to do it consistently and you're far more likely to execute effective workouts. 
Number four, and I'm warning you, this will definitely be the least popular of the five little tips here. I started cooking more meals at home. Now, I'm not saying you have to be Chef Boyardee, you have to love cooking, but what I am saying is that I can guarantee you the chef at the restaurant you're attending uh, every other night does not care about your macros. They do not care about your health and fitness goals. They care about making food that tastes good, which more often than not means more butter, more oil, more carbs, and that's about it. And so I can guarantee you, if you start prioritizing preparing more meals at home, your nutrition and fitness goals will be easier to reach. You are not going to cook with as much oil as the chef at your favorite restaurant is cooking with. You are going to be a little bit more aware, at least, of the ingredients that you're using, of the quantities in which you're using them, all kinds of things. But cooking more meals at home is one of the best ways that you can even just become more aware of the foods that you're eating. A lot of the times I'll have a client who is new and when we start tracking their food, they start realizing, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was eating this much fat during the day or, oh my gosh, I really thought I was having more protein than this. And one of the easy ways that you can become more aware like that of the foods that you're eating and the foods that you're eating consistently is by preparing those foods, right? How much butter are you actually putting in? To this dish? How much cheese is required in this dish? Being more aware is key to making sustainable change. So cooking more meals at home is one of the best things you can do. And honestly, it's one of the most underrated steps, I think, in a fitness journey of being more active, taking more active control of the foods that you're eating by preparing them yourself. Now, this doesn't have to mean that you go cold turkey on going out to eat or that you totally abandon date nights, but one of the quick tips I can give you for starting to prepare more meals at home is commit to having like a certain number of meals out per week and stick to that. So maybe say, okay, you know what? We kind of go out to eat maybe four nights a week. This week, we're going to try and just go out to eat two nights. That's it. Um, Setting like a hard objective number, a measurable number is a really clear way to stay honest with your goals and to set clear expectations. Another approach though can be to saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to cook every breakfast this week at home. I'm not going to drive through Dunkin' Donuts and get XYZ. I'm not going to pick something up in the break room at work. I'm going to prepare every breakfast at home this week. And then next week, prepare every breakfast at home and maybe try and prepare every lunch at home and kind of snowball it from there. That's an idea as well. If you're strapped for time and you're like, I simply don't have the time to cook, there are tons of meal prep services available that I promise are going to be the same cost as going out to eat, if not cheaper, and they're going to be more health promoting than going out to eat and grabbing whatever looks best off the menu. Lastly, the fifth and final thing that I started doing that directly impacted my health and fitness goals is I allowed myself to have fun along the way. I'm telling you, over-restricting never helped anyone. If you're looking for sustainable lifestyle changes that will lead to lasting results, you cannot expect yourself to stick to a fad diet with no cheat days, no special occasions, and no celebrations for your entire life. If I have someone, for example, who signs up to chat about coaching, they want to learn a little bit more, and let's say they are doing keto and they've decided to start keto because it helps their friend Susie Q down the street lose 50 pounds in two months, great. My first question for you is, are you okay with never having a piece of your kid's birthday cake? 
Are you cool with never having a pizza at their birthday party? How about for an anniversary? Do you want to pass on splitting that dessert with your partner? Uh, certain things like this, right? It's not about white knuckling your way through life for the sake of your fitness goals. Life is meant to be enjoyed. And something that I chat with my clients often about, especially now since we're nearing the holidays, is how part of having a healthy lifestyle means having a life. Okay, and so allowing myself to have fun along the way, not expecting myself to be perfect with some diet, but instead to eat in a way that supports my health and fitness so that I can be fully present and enjoy life to the fullest, that's when things changed for me. So this is typically where I see people kind of missing the mark most often is they're so focused on doing everything right that they aren't even realizing, oh, I actually am not able to enjoy anything. You know, at what cost is this health and fitness journey worth it? And so I want to challenge you to reflect for a minute and think, am I living this healthy lifestyle in a way that supports and promotes my life, not in a way that puts me at this macro tracking street jacket, right? So allowing myself to have fun along the way enabled me to be more consistent with my health and fitness because it was no longer a punishment. It was no longer about saying no to things, but it was actually about embracing things that I know are good for my body, good for my mental health, and choosing to live in a way that honors that and that supports that. And so I want to challenge you to reflect on this list of five things, spending more time outside, eating more nutrient-dense whole foods, exercising to see what your body is capable of, not just to change what it looks like, preparing more meals at home, and allowing yourself to have fun along the way. Look for a weak spot in your current day-to-day lifestyle. Are there any of these five things that you're lacking? Are there any of these five things that were surprising to you or that challenge you? You're not going to lose anything by implementing these five things into your life. So if the list seems overwhelming, I would encourage you to just start with one. Maybe you just start spending more time outside this week. Great, that's an awesome thing you can do to promote your health, promote your mental health, your physical health. Maybe it's just changing the way that you view exercise and deciding that you're gonna go in the gym this week and you're gonna see what your body's capable of. Awesome, I'm willing to bet you'll probably have the best workout you've had in a long time and you'll probably be excited to go back and push yourself again. Even if you do all of these things regularly, but you realize that you're not allowing yourself to fully have fun along the way, then that's my challenge for you this week. Find a way that you can make your fitness journey fun, that you can give yourself some grace, enjoy some time with those around you, take a friend to a workout, make it fun. These things will all improve and promote your health, your fitness and your overall quality of life anyway. So I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. It was fun throwing these kind of things together for y'all. But if you have any questions, if you have any feedback on these, I'd love to hear from you. My contact information is always in the show notes, but that's all we've got time for today. So I hope you have an awesome rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time.